0: Welcome to track number 9 of Missions. John chapter 12 verse 20. It says, Now there were some Greeks among those who were going up to worship at the feast. Then these came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and and began to ask him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, this is um, the request of who? Greeks. Alright? Who are going to worship. Who do they want to see? Jesus. Jesus. When they look at us, They should see Jesus. So we must pray that as a church in, what do you call it, in um, America, when anybody looks at us, they should see Jesus. Now what do you look at? What do you see when you see Jesus? You see sacrifice. Amen. You don't see much else other than obedience. Obedience to the father is that not so you see obedience you see sacrifice you know when somebody says when i when i see you you know you remind me of such and such you get it when you laugh remind me of this person the way you behave you know You remind me of Sometimes when I work with somebody And I meet the person's brother Or the person's sister Even the smile is the same The way they talk is the same The way they pronounce words are the same You know, so you see the other person In the other person So there might be some similarities Which make us see Jesus Christ In you Amen And so, we see the cross. We see the sufferings. Where where is your cross? Where is your suffering? Amen. Where is the laying down of your life? We are talking about missions. Where is the giving up of everything? When Jesus was 33 years old, he gave up existing on this earth. But we want to exist more. Is that not so? Flourish. Be here forever. Is that not so? Get more things. Acquire more things. Stay as long as possible. Be as rich as possible on this earth. Have as many things as we can possibly acquire. Be just as rich as the world is. Have as much as the world has. In fact, our mentors are millionaires. Huh? Is it not true? Yeah. One day I remember one pastor. I realized that I, I did not have. When I, when I talked with him, I don't know. I didn't have much to talk about, and um, I said to myself, "This guy is interested in something else, not really what I am interested in." But I, I had no way of confirming it. Then one day. Um, somebody or his wife or somebody not his not his his wife but somebody told me about the books that he has that he reads he he does not read my books my books are not the most important books but i mean if you are in this ministry right and god has brought you to me then i must have something to tell you and that something to tell you will be found in the books that i have written And they will be a blessing to you if you read them. He reads my books, the the ones that is, especially the ones on subjects like uh, frugality, and success, Solomon's success, and these type of books. And then his other favorite books are the Millionaire Next Door, and then he had a lot of Millionaire's Kits, how to get things, successful, management, not even management, successful, something, something. He he has a library. You'll be recommending it. He comes to church to be recommending these books to people. They are not bad books. They are not bad books at all. But it's just a different line. Jesus was not here trying to be successful. No one who wants to be successful says these things. If anyone does not hate himself, he can't follow me. You hate yourself. Do you want followers? When you tell followers that they have to hate their fathers? Do you want followers? If you tell people that to follow me, you must hate your children, will people follow you? Will you be popular? Will you be successful? Will a lot of people like you? I don't think so. These are not attractive words. They are not appealing. In fact, I must say that uh, you you don't have to go far. If you you pastors, read just John, Matthew out. Read it out. And it will sound strange in the church. And it will look extreme because I, I don't have to say anything. I don't have to conjure up anything. We just read what he says. If, if you want to bury your father, hey, then they will take you on. You want to say goodbye, then they will, they will face you squarely. You feel so bad that you suggested that thing, going to say bye-bye. Not me, oh, Jesus. Maybe that's why Judas also at a point he felt that, look, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, I can't take it anymore You know So to be a missionary In fact To be a missionary Probably is the one activity That uh, Encapsulates All the Words and the teachings of Jesus Because, because you sort of Give up A life in a particular place, and then go into the unknown. Perhaps there's nothing as, there's no activity or no action or no step that you could ever take that encapsulates all that Jesus said to be done. Amen. So it is a good thing that we are having a world missions conference right here in successful America. Amen. What do you think? Yeah. So, today, the world is looking to see Jesus Christ when they see us. Amen. When they look at Lighthouse Chapel... As you should see Jesus Christ. What are you doing? What are you like? We will see Jesus. One pastor, he was preaching lots and lots of messages. He said, initially when he became a pastor, he was preaching very good messages about God, about Christ. And as he went on, he, 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 the messages changed. This story was told by Aura Roberts. I heard aura Roberts telling this story. And he said that his message changed gradually to these messages that we have. How to have this, more of that, get this. I don't know what messages he was preaching, but some different. So one day, the board of the deacons or the board of elders, they wrote a note. And the note was this. We will see Jesus. And so he came up on the pulpit on Sunday morning, they, they put the notes there. And they, they were sitting there. Saying, we we will see Jesus. We are after Jesus. It's Jesus we want to see. The pastor says, he almost worried on himself when he saw the notes. He said, it was the most difficult Sunday sermon that he ever preached. And he just Ran out of the church. And God convicted him. Through that message. And he said it is true. So it's not Jesus that we are preaching. We are preaching about something else. Because the people want it. You know, and people are some way. People are really some way. If you follow the members. You know. You will not do what you are supposed to do. Are you listening to me? Yes. You know, I have a camp with you. Now, my aim in, at this conference is different from what my aim was when I was holding camps earlier on. But those camps need to be held. At those camps, you, you can't... We start at five. Five. We close at midnight. If you've been before, you can remember. We have a lot of notes to write. Now there's nothing to write. You just have your Bible. Look at your Bible and then we go home. But the overseers and pastors need to have such camps. And Christians need to be disciplined. If we allow, even we just have one session, everybody will go and fool around and play and play, eat, fool around, play, because people are really some way. In fact, if you even open and say, Look, anybody who wants to have sex should come to uh, room 22242 or something, you'll see that people will come. Uh. No, people are really some way. It is true. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? Yeah. That you need to be able to lead the people. And be strong. You know, like Jesus. So that people line up. You see, and you'll be surprised that these things, the so-called hard things, they don't even drive away people. It makes people more committed than, than you can imagine. They are more dedicated. You, you set the standard, they become more dedicated. There are always some people who will drop out, but I tell you, it's rather improves the fiber of the church yeah the so-called softness oh let the people do this let do this and so on it doesn't let us rally together to do what we are supposed to do and gradually we ourselves sense that we lack something and that there is something missing in our type of christianity because it lacks what it should have are you listening to me? Yes. So brothers and sisters, we want to see some of the hardness of Christ in the church. Yeah. We want to see the hardness. We, we have to be able to say things as they are to be said. Go, go, go and let the dead bury the dead. Let dead people bury your dead father. These are the words of Jesus Christ. So we want back again to this verse. I only remember it from that story that Oral Roberts told. Uh, People still want Jesus. And they still want the greatness of Christ. And the beauty of Christ. And let's give it to them. And let's, let's not back down from the standards. From the sacrifice. From the pay. From the loss that we have to have and have to make. You can't even take a good offering if you, if you don't want people to, to lose something and to, and, to, and, and, to, and to pay the price that they have to pay. You can't even take an offering because your mind is always, oh, just leave them and so on. But when you, and you, when you make people gay, they rather become blessed because that's the wisdom of God. Amen. I used to have this human wisdom. I look at the people and say, oh, you know, they don't have much money. You know, they don't have, don't worry them. And so this was my attitude until then the lord said to me Now, the lord should be said you are now wiser than me you, you are kinder. you are kinder than i am you are nicer and kinder than me god that is why you won't let the people take that and it took somebody coming to the church to say listen make an envelope for the people stand there and take the tithe from the people they can give it and they'll be blessed and a pastor an american pastor he rebuked me said you are not wiser than god that's what he told me you don't take tithes and so on you feel that you are clever i mean wise kind oh the people they don't they are not they don't have much money and so on why do you i mean worry them and so on he rebuked me in 1990 he said you think you you are not wiser than god there's a blessing that will come to the people when you make them give but you see that's sad that that thing where the hardness that comes with the message of Christ cannot be preached or practiced in a church anymore. And these people, these Greek need. the person we are after is Christ. Let's see Christ. And go back to your churches. Let's see Jesus Christ. Let's see the strength of God and of Christ. And you'll be surprised. People will rally around and follow. Amen. Then Jesus answered and saying, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Amen. Are you there? Truly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground, all right? Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Now, this church is alone. It's the only church, America. But if it falls into the ground and dies, if we have some people to die on behalf of all of us, it will no longer remain alone. But if it dies, it will not be alone. It will be America, South America, islands, all kinds of places. It will no longer stand alone as an American church. Because the church in London, as a good example, or the church in Ghana, does not stand alone. It stands with all the fruits, including the, here where we are today. Okay? years ago, I came here to start this church. Do you know that? Yeah. I stayed in a Dr. Notch's room. I slept in his sitting room. And then I came and I slept in his underground. You get it? Yeah. And Pastor Eddie, Bishop Eddie He came to America He stayed here for one year For most of the year he was here Trying To help Something to be here What do you think? it has got somebody So you too eh, Somebody has to come Somebody has to go Except it fall into the ground And die It abides alone Fruitfulness is associated with falling into the ground and dying. Money does not make you fruitful. This is what I want you to see. Money is not everything. Money, you see, the Americans feel that because they have money, they can accomplish everything. It's not true. And that's the same mentality that was taken to Iraq. We have money, we have weapons, we have nuclear this, that we can there is no country that can stand up we have photographed every country you know the americans have photographed every country in the world they sent a satellite round they've got pictures of accra this left right traffic light everywhere the president's window his house they have seen every corner of the whole world that you cannot still win in iraq That's the delusion about money. You feel that after you have money, you reach the world. But that's the delusion, because I can tell you, look, I, ca- I travel to places in Africa, and I, even, I don't even travel much in Africa. It's not that I, I know everything. I don't know everything. But even the little that I have seen, I can, I can tell you that the great ministries that you see on television here, they are not known there, and they are not understood. And the examples they give, I gave my jet here, I gave a jet to this person, I gave, they don't understand those examples. They don't understand the examples. There's no airport anywhere near there. So you, you can accomplish a lot but you with money, but if you don't die and give yourself, you may be rich but you are still fruitless. Okay, Are you listening? Yes. Are you understanding? Yes. So brothers and sisters, believe me today, God wants people to give up themselves and to die. You see, fruitfulness comes from somebody that not from knowledge. There has never been so much knowledge. You just press, if you want a word, joy in the Bible. you just press your computer. You don't even need a Bible. I have a, I have a, a Bible on my phone. I do, Bible, I do check things on my phone. I have concordance on my phone. I just check and I find. It's a, it's a tool that I use now. You don't even need, Nobody knows you are even reading the Bible. Many times when I'm, you know, traveling or having some meetings and so on, then we go into the phone Bible. It's, 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 it's available. Some time ago you can't have that. Now we have it. But still, no fruit, because you can have every knowledge, like this PhD, whatever, and that is why people go to Bible school. They have certificate, they are still fruitless. So you can hear all this, it's good to hear, but the day will come, and Jesus said, "The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified." Glory! Everybody say glory! So that means to be, that to, be, to be glorified means to be made beautiful. So the time has come for the American church to be made beautiful. Amen. And how is the American church going to be made beautiful? By giving big offerings, having more money, having good Christian parties, singing about love. Let there be love shared us, let there be love in our heart. Oh, the American church is beautiful, it's so loving. We thank God for the American church, it's so loving. They love each other. They are so kind. They are so sweet. There are no quarrels in the church. Let there be love, shared Let there be love in our heart. Let, there be, let this love fill this nation. Cause us, oh God, to arise. Show us a fresh understanding of brotherly love. That is real. Let there be love, shared be. Oh, such a loving church I went to visit the American church I felt the love of God The people were so nice to me They gave me drink after church Biscuit after church Somebody took me home They gave me food after church Such a beautiful church Such a nice church Really? Nice in your eyes Beauty is lies in the eyes of the beholder When you go and marry your wife And you think that she's beautiful She's beautiful to you It may, She may not be beautiful to somebody else. Somebody has seen her And they didn't like her You get what I'm saying? So, she may be beautiful to you, to you she's beautiful, but she may not be beautiful to others. Okay? So, somebody may come from England to this church and say, what a beautiful church, but that's beautiful to to that person, but to God, it's not beautiful. Jesus said, the time has come to be glorified. Glorified? Glorified or humiliated? In your eyes, it's humiliated, but in God's sight, it's glorified. In your eyes, it may be to go down and to suffer, but in God's eyes, it's to be glorified. To be glorified, to be made nice. And to be made nice, this church will become nice when we can start to pay the price with the lives. With the lives, not just with money. Thank you for your money. Thank you for your input. Thank you for your offerings. But God wants your life. He said, unless the seed falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. There is no higher price you can pay than to give yourself. Let let, let me tell you something. Let me give you a revelation. You know, because it happened to me. One day, I went to a camp that we are building. We are building a campsite somewhere. And it's up on a mountain. You know, some Big halls. We stopped building that for some time now because we didn't have money. So, we went then. The place was, the people were working and as I stood on the mountain, I just had a flashback. And I thought of all the buildings, the church buildings, and the money, you get it, that has been used in Lighthouse Chapel International. That has been organized and brought to the church to build church buildings in Ghana and outside Ghana schools, hospitals orphanages and now we are building a camp somewhere and so on and I thought millions of dollars have been raised to pay people to work for God and to Be on television, to write books, to do this, all sorts of things. And the Lord said, showed me, do you see? If you had refused to come, in the name of I will give you, Lord, when I work as a doctor, I will give you $1,000. Can you compare what has been done and the money that has been raised for my kingdom to a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars that you would have given. When I look at my life and I say, "How much would I have given anyway?" For all my working life as a doctor, how much, how many dollars would I? Sometimes in one service, I raise more money than I would have given as a doctor working somewhere for my whole life. Yes, because there are, there are times that I can raise one hundred thousand pounds. Hundred thousand dollars. Or even I'm preaching on the TV and somebody looks and says, Let me give hundred thousand dollars. that one to his fundraising. Just by preaching. And I preach about I was preaching about agency And he said, I just felt I should give urgently. I don't know, I mean I don't know what he said, but he said something and he gave. <laughs> Not that he said he would give, he put the money in the bank. He just wired it into the bank directly. So I realized that. I was not wiser than God. God was wiser than when He says, I want you. I don't want your money. Because I offered God my money. Yeah. I offered God my money. I said, Lord, I'll, I'll go and work in America. Like Dr. Nosh. And I'll give you money. Do you know what would have happened to me, Major? Do you know what would have happened? I would have been a Christian here and then I would have analysed pastors in Ghana and I would have criticised them I would have criticised Bishop Danka Williams I said look at somebody who he, he says he's a pastor is this, is, this, is this the life of a pastor? why should a, a pastor do this, do this, do this? Do? I would have taken up another man of God and I would have dressed him down and you pastors say we are easy to criticise when you take us on board in your rooms it's not easy for us because we are not there to defend ourselves It's true. Yeah. It's easy to just do anything. Say anything about us. That's what I would have done. And then I would have analyzed and said, no, let me send my money to World Vision to support two children. Twenty dollars a month. And then I would And then I'll I'll talk nicely. You know, I really like this, uh, I'll be talking to other Christians. You know, I'm really helping to look after an orphan in Tanzania and an orphan in whatever. Oh, really? Oh, God bless you. Nobody asks how much says, Oh, it's $5 a child for a man. (laughs) That's, That's all about that. But today's offering, today's offering that we are going to take will be more than. My donations for 10 years. I don't know that today's offering is going to be more than donations for 10 years. (laughs) What do you think? There's nothing like your life, Kojo. There's nothing like your life. There's nothing like your life. There's no, nothing that has any value near your life, the value of your existence. you and sometimes you know when i look at people i can see this person knows about computers this person is very intelligent about this all those are gifts that god wants and they all have value you know why uh, uh, bill gates and these guys are so rich and people who do computer things are so rich because the computer the intelligence to understand computer things you know helps to organize so many things and to cut out the needs for so many people to work. So a computer, the computer intelligence has organized the world and improved the efficiency of things that have been done and wiped out the need of hundreds of employees who come and waste your time and, and, and waste your money. That is why when they write one program, they have to get so much money because that one program they've written has wiped out hundreds of unnecessary people. It's intelligence that has been applied to banking, to management of, of aircrafts, of cars, of everything. You know they have. I don't know if you have it here, but in London they have this the Tom Tom. I'm sure you have it here as well. Everywhere you go, you just see where you are going. You put it on, and then a lady will be telling you where to go. Turn right after 200 yards. Turn left after this. Turn, what do you have? you have that here? I'm sure. Yeah. Hey, in photographs, do you want to go by the longest route, or by the shortest route, or the fastest route, or the quickest route, or the uh, uh, avoid this, this, avoid, whatever. Oh! Guiding. Guiding. That's cut out so many things. Can you imagine the intelligence that has been applied? That's the intelligence that needs to be applied to advance the kingdom of God. But we'd rather give out that. Somebody wrote all those programs thought about it, they applied themselves to the development of the human world, the earthly things. That's why when, when I'm writing books, I don't give, I, even when I write, there are so many times I could give examples in business, in this, I said, I'm not writing for the world. I don't want my gift for the world. I don't want any, the world to benefit from what I'm doing. My gift is for the church, it's for God. What do you think? Yeah. I belong to God. Paul Paul stood up in the boat, and when the boat was sinking, he said, I am Paul. Paul, whose whose I am? uh, Jesus Christ, whose I am and whom I serve. Which means, whose I am means I belong to God, and whom I serve means I serve God. So, whose I am and whom I serve, he said, I belong to God. And I serve God. I am God's property. I belong to God that I serve and me, I belong to God and I serve God. My brains belong to God. My eyes belong to God. My intelligence belongs to God. My abilities, my strength, my influence. The people I know, my connections. i use it for God. I will not I will disgrace myself for God. Amen. Yeah, I will lower myself, I'll beg for God, I'll hold basket for God, I will I'll plead, I will influence, I will I will I'll do what I do for God. Yes, for God and God showed me it's much greater than giving an offering how many can see that it's greater it's greater how many can realize that even today's offering is more than somebody for years working years and years and years and years just one life given to God so that's why Jesus got to the point he said except he said the hour has come for the son of man to be glorified and except the corner if we fall into the ground and die. It abides alone. So, American Church. I want you to be surrounded by your children. Your spiritual children. I don't mean you see, don't think earthly things. I want every person here to have children all around. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your spiritual children in countries missionaries, and all over. We have one church in New York It has given birth to. And that giving birth to other churches came about by some people moving. Moving away. They also changed their lives. And during this conference, we have asked different people to move. You go here, you go to Dallas, go to Miami, go here, go here, move. And go and start. Churches. That's the work of God Except the corn of wheat fall into the ground It abides alone So if any fellow corn is falling into the ground Don't discourage him For falling into the ground Amen, Amen. Alright Now Where are you? You look very sleepy. Are you sleepy? You sure? Major, Major, please come and stand here. Please look at the people and uh, see if you think they look sleepy. They just opened their eyes. So So do you think they are sleepy or not? Major says you're alert, so I believe. He knows you better because he's here with you. How many want to give your life? Do you see how ridiculous it looks when you are, you are struggling over little bits of money? Huh? It, it looks a bit funny. In the eyes of heaven. We really look odd. We really look odd. I tell you. Amen. Listen. I want to believe God today that. All of you who are not partners. You will decide today to become. Partners of healing Jesus crusade. Direct debit. Partners. As of promise partners there we thank you but we want direct debits what do you think Huh? how many are partners i mean partners or board members or whatever raise your hand direct debit direct debit hey everybody has joined but the last time not everybody had joined Have you been joining during the breaks? (laughs) Rosalind, where is she? Have they been joining during the break time? On their own? Some of them, they just come to you and they say, God has moved me. (laughs) Don't let me bend myself. (laughs) All right. Now, the preaching that is coming is a bit in your favor. How many want preaching that is in your favor? (laughs) All along, it has been in your favor. (laughs) Amen. Now, John chapter thirteen. We are going to read from verse twelve. Are you there? Verse 12. So when he had washed their feet and taken his garments and reclined at the table again, alright, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? Are you there? You call me teacher and Lord and you are right for so I am. If I then, the Lord and the teacher, washed your feet. You also ought to wash one another's feet. For I gave you an example that you should also do as I did to you. Amen. What is Jesus saying here? He said, I gave you an example. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What did he do? He says, I gave you an example. Alright? I gave you an example that you should also do as I did to you. Amen? Yeah. Now, who is supposed to follow that, this example? Some crazy guy somewhere? Huh? Who should follow this example? We are supposed to follow the example of Jesus Christ. And that's why he said, I gave you an example that you should do what I have done. And this example of how he lived, how he served, how he helped, is an example that we are supposed to follow. Amen. Christ wants us to follow his example. And you don't have to think of some guy somewhere who is going to die in a jungle. No. Is we who have to follow his example in our own way, in our twentieth century way, but when we look at our life, you say that this is a life of sacrifice, a life of giving yourself up for God, serving somebody. Amen. I don't believe that a leader or a pastor is a lord of anybody. We are not lords, we are nothing. In fact, we are in great danger. It is only heaven that can elevate somebody. If you don't know, I'm telling you. Only heaven can say that this person is at this higher level. As long as we are here, it's a delusion. And it's a delusion that no pastor should allow himself to have. Jesus was a servant. And we must be servants. We must be careful. And we must be afraid. What we are doing, we must be afraid of God and of how he thinks and how he sees us and what we really are like as far as God sees. And Jesus said, I have given you an example that you should follow. Jesus did not make himself big. He made himself nothing. He did not mind being nobody. Do you mind being nobody? do you mind changing your address from something something USA to something something Kumasi something something Kaduna something something Ibadan something something Dakar and other unknown islands do you mind being nothing Look, even in the church, when I introduce myself at you know sometimes where there are a lot of international ministers and where are you? glory be to God. You know, where, where do you come from? Where do you where do you church and so on and so on. Ghana? Ghana Where is Ghana? You know oh, the monkeys the jungle You live on the trees. So, yeah, We live in the ground, under the ground. <laughs> yeah, we live in the hole, in the caves. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Amen. It doesn't matter. Don't be concerned about being somebody. You're nothing. So, yeah, I'm nothing. It's true. I'm nothing. Yeah, I'm nothing. It's cool. Who are you? I'm nobody. I'm nothing, I'm nothing. What are you? I'm nothing. What car do you drive? I don't even have It's not. I don't have a car. No car. What car? It is when we we were at a certain stage that you would think that the car defines who you are. A car does not... I drive the same car with my uh, assistants. Yeah. Amen. Amen. A car cannot define me. I'm greater than a car. I'm not defined by a car. So recently somebody called me and said, somebody come in, said he's, he's buying me a car. One of these wild cars. said... He wants to buy a car for me. So they are buying it. <laughs> I called him. I said, brother. I said, listen. This car you are buying. If you buy it for me, I can ac- accept it on one condition. What's the condition? Now I can sell it. <laughs> I don't like, I, don't, I cannot drive this car. Or that I can do whatever I want to do, including selling. I don't want you to be offended. You go and buy and say, I don't drive. I can't drive it. I don't, I don't. I, God has, I, I, it's not even attractive to me. I, and I really thank you for the love. And I receive it. If you, I receive it. I know what I, I can do with it. God does not define that he would males. No, 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 no. By the grace of God. Yeah, but if I was to offer you, some of you, this car, come on, Lord, I'm winning. The will of God is being done. One day I was with a pastor, he had evangelized somebody's church, taking over the church, and somebody had bought him a BMW. And he took me to see the BMW. He had taken over somebody's chair. When the person heard he bought him a new BMW. Brand new with the and rubber bags and everything on it. So he took me to the shiny car. He said, can this be the devil? He, and he looked at me and said, can this be the devil? He said, is this, is this not God? We, we stood by the car. He said, is this not God? He said, we We think that the car is... A sign of God. When? When and where? Jesus, I gave you an example that you should follow. And we are following the example of everybody else apart from Jesus Christ. Mercy. Zigzag. Zimbia. Zimbia. Verse 16, truly I say to you, a slave is not greater than his master, nor is the one who is sent greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Hallelujah. He said, a slave is not greater than his master. Or a servant is not greater than his master. We who are supposed to be servants of Christ are not greater than Christ. If Christ had to be nothing, you also have to be nothing. Amen. If Christ had to give his life, you also have to give your life. You are not greater than your master. You are not greater. Amen. Amen. Are you hearing me? Yes. One day, a brother, a bishop, You know, he pointed his finger at me and he said to me, you are not greater than Jesus. I said, oh, he said, you are not greater than Jesus. He told me, he said, if Jesus Christ had Judas, you will also have Judas. Because you are not greater than your master. And he was right and it happened exactly. (laughs) <laughs> he told me and he, he lifted his finger. He said that no matter what principles you are using in your church and leadership strategies, you are not greater than Jesus. And it was true. No matter your leadership strategies and principles of loyalty or whatever, you are not greater than Jesus. And he was right. When he said I didn't like it, but it was right. How many realize that they say something you don't like it, but it's right? How many realize you have heard some things at this conference that you didn't like it, but it was true? Ah. And what I came to tell you again here is no matter how Americanized you try to make the gospel and what strategies you use to cushion yourself, you are not greater than your master. Who gave up everything? He gave up everything. Is there not a song like that? Let's think about our God, our Savior, and our King—the one who He gave up everything. We are not singing; we are preaching. No, we are preaching. You are not greater than Him. He gave up everything. He gave up everything, okay. And this is what I'm reading to you: You are a servant; is not greater than the master of the servants. That is all. And for this church, and I, I see it. You know, as I stand, I just when I see when I see them, I see them. You gone. You will go. God will do it. Amen. People will give their lives. I see it. We will be happy because of that. We will be joyful because of that. We will not divide because of that. Because our focus will be on how to survive and how to sustain things that we are pressing into the forest and into places where people don't want to go. We are going there. That is what will even be our protection. Yeah. Because the love of God, the love, the love, you see, when somebody likes you and he turns his attention to love you, Hmm, it's different. You see, I, I employ people and I can see how much power and influence I have. If I decide I like this person, it's different. So you can see 10 people, 15 people, you like this person or you like this person for no reason. And that's how life is. But God has given us the reason why the Father loved Jesus. He said, because I laid out my life. Therefore, my father loves me. But this is the only verse in the whole Bible where he explains why his father loves him. Are you listening? Yeah. You are not greater. No matter your strategies, your courses, the amount of money that you earn, no matter what are not greater than, than the one who died for you. Did you want to be greater than him? what's your name again? Je- Jennifer. You are in Canada. You are no greater. Even though you are in Canada. It's true. you be one of the best countries in the world. But you're still not greater than Jesus. No matter how which, how far you move. Away from poverty. You are not greater. And I see you following the example of Jesus. Amen. Are you excited about it? Are you happy about it? Very good. Now, John chapter 13. We are still reading on. Verse 31. Now, therefore, when he had gone out, Jesus said, That's when Judas went out. Now the Son of Man is glorified. Glorified in him. Well, wow! your betrayer is moving and said, God, now the beauty has come. You see, the word I want you to see at this time, if you didn't get anything, is that many of the things which you, th- you think are bad, huh? God is using them to glorify His name. If you don't get anything, tell the person next to you, Sister, if, if you didn't get anything from this camp, huh, Remember, God is working in all the bad things in your life. Through all the bad things, God is doing something. We are, this is the third time we have seen something bad. The first time was uh, um, the blind man, Jesus said, they asked who sins, he said no, so that the work of God might happen. This is why. The work of God is happening, don't worry, don't worry. When Lazarus was sick, what is this sickness, oh, this one is not to kill you, this one is for the work of God to happen. <laughs> When Judas walked out to go and betray and spoil the fellowship and destroy the ministry and everything, she said, no, it's now that things are becoming beautiful. The Son of Man is now being glorified. This is the glory. The boy who is gone, this is the glory. It's now coming to be nicer. It is amazing. One of the most difficult experiences I ever had was a pastor who betrayed me. Surprisingly, the experiences that are experienced from those experiences helped me to write a book, and that is the book that is the most popular book that I have written. So my pain. So when he started his things, the son of the 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 son of man was now being glorified. Glory is now coming, and I remember when he was doing for two weeks, I could I became sick. And I remember saying something, that if I had ever imagined a bad dream. You know, when there's a bad dream, a snake is chasing you, a cow is chasing you or something. You always wake up just as it's about to bite you. How many realize that? You are never actually bitten in the dream. Because the dream to you also res- resist it. And I, and I always used to say that, even if I had had a dream, it would not have ended this way. A bad dream. I'd have woken up before he did all these things. But in the real life I didn't wake up. It happened. But that is the beauty of my ministry. Surprise. 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 Surprise, surprise. The fact that you don't have a child. Surprise, surprise. That may be the beauty. Father you don't have a husband. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. The fact that you don't have a job. Surprise, surprise. The fact that you are being deported. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> you can't believe my message, you see. God, Jesus said, the son of man. As soon as Judas said, brother, can you open the door, Lawrence? Or does that door open? Aha, uh-huh, okay, yeah. So close it. Close it. Come and sit down. Now, you are, you are not Judas, but just for the sake of uh, whatever. Let's just say that he's Judas. All right? And he's going to get, do something bad. So just go out of the door. Hey. My ministry is now becoming. Let's look at what he's doing. Coming to do to me. This is the beginning of my beauty. That's what Jesus said. He's going to organize. Come to organize to kill me this evening. Within 24 hours I'll be dead because of this guy. And Jesus said, the beauty has begun. Hey brother, return. We cancel all judastic (laughs) attitudes and spirits on you in jesus name (laughs) they are coming to kill me it's now getting beautiful it's now going to now coming nice if you don't get anything from the camp go home with this just go home with this this is the beauty the pain the pain who has had pain before who has had pain before? Raise your hand if you've had pain. Perhaps. I said, perhaps. That is it. God's grace for your life. Amen. What do you think? Is it powerful? All right. Now. And he continues, if God is glorified in him God will also glorify him in himself Alright Are you there? Little children I am with you a little while longer You will seek me And as I said to the Jews I now say also to you Where I am going You cannot Come Amen Are you there? A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, so that you also love one another. Alright? By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. Are you there? Verse 36. Alright? Simon Peter said to him, now this is what I want you to notice. Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered, Where I go, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow me later. Wow. You see, this is the good news. Many of us cannot do this thing now, but we can do it later. Amen. You can't you can do it now, but you can do it later. I told you that it was in your favor. How many realize that this scripture is in your favor? He said, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now. But you can you will follow me later. And and that is a revelation I want you to put inside your breast pocket, the inside that some of the things that God has use the lord jesus to do some of the things that god has asked me to do you cannot follow me now but you will follow later there there is also a timing to your sacrifice and to the laying down of your life that principle never changes that the fact that your life should be laid down and that you you have to give your life to him. For some people, by the age of 21, you are already on the line. This is the way you are going to go. But for some people, they cannot. And I can say here, once I come to America, you know, what I am doing and what some people are doing, you cannot do, not that, not that you, you don't like God. You like God. You also like God. How many agree that you like God? You love God. you understand? And so sometimes when I preach, you feel bad. How many of you feel bad about it? Yeah, that's why. I, you know, I try not to preach these kind of messages. I don't want you to feel bad. But, but the fact of the matter is that for many of us, we cannot. So I also don't want to come and press, 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 press something that I shouldn't press too much for you to feel almost as though you are, you are, you are a sinner. that you are not a sinner. But you will You will There there will be a time you will be surprised And so Whatever you are supposed to do At this time of your life You do it Well Give it your best shot If you are supposed to be a partner Be a partner Because you may be building something you are coming to use. Hmm. You may be furnishing your office. (laughs) Yeah. You may be building the thing that will support you. You may be building the culture that will keep you going when it is your turn. You never know. Rick Joyner said when he came to Charlotte to start a church. There were some people who fought him. But there were some pastors who helped him. Said And he mentioned a pastor. He said the guy helped him. Helped him. I I don't know what he did. He came there with his church, gave money, did this, whatever, and so on. And he had a small, the guy had a small church, or whatever. And then, He said, years later, that guy was either the church closed down or the church something, whatever. And that guy came to his church and he said, that man is now the pastor of the church that he has built, a big church that he has in Charlotte. And he said that what the guy didn't know was that he was building his future office. (laughs) <laughs> by helping this one you know you didn't know that it was you that you were setting up you were building your own office so what you are doing now for some of us and it doesn't apply to all but it applies to some you you may not know and I'm telling you you see the way it is in, the way it is in places when people are Scattering formations. When it starts to happen, you'll be surprised. It's, it's supernatural. you would be surprised to see that everybody is going. You know, one day, there's a place in London we go. I go with some people sometimes to eat. You know, just a fast food restaurant. One day we were sitting there then Pastor Richard said, Bishop, everybody who has come to this restaurant to eat is no more in London. If, I, if you come there and we are eating... It means you will not be here again. <laughs> it looks as if it's fellowship, but you will not be there. It's, it, it, you see, it's the anointing, yeah. So every time I call them, say, "Oh, come, let's go, let's go." chips, we just buy chicken, fast food. We sit there and we eat. Every Pastor Obi, he used to come all that. Hey, Bishop, let's go. Then he will come and sit there and eat. And we we'll all be eating and chatting. Then one day we we'll were sitting, say, "Hey, this one is gone. This one is gone. This one is gone." One. Then I look at the brother who I say, "Brother, you are the, the last survivor of this fellowship." <laughs> so we call the place a launching pad. When you are there, it means it's finished. There is an anointing that God has put on me that. Causes people to change their life decision. It's true. It's, a, it's an anointing. I, I have it all the time. Different camps. Said, you preach, I, I decided. I've changed my life. The, the lady whose voice is on the. Uh, he named Jesus. That, that lady. She said one day at a camp, I just called and I said, I've changed your profession. She said, just enter there. And her profession was changed. Now as she's working on the site and doing business, she just always remembers, I've changed your profession at different times. It's an anointing. Some wives, when uh, one of our pastors came, he used to work in a gold mine in a foreign country and he came came to the ministry. Some wives met. Some wives of our, our church members. And they said, we have to make sure that Bishop does not become close to our husbands. Because if he becomes close to them, they can easily leave their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm not trying to take anybody's job. <laughs> <laughs> Are you there? Or you've gone home? Yeah. He said, Where I go, you cannot follow me now. But you follow me later. Amen. Amen. You will. You will. You will. I said, You will. You will. I believe it, there are some people who will follow later. At this, t- at this time, you cannot, not that you are against it, you cannot. Because it's not time. I don't need you to follow certain things now. But when it starts to come, it falls like dominoes. You will actually hate me for not pulling you in when the time comes. If I don't. That's why anytime we get to that point, I become very sensitive. Because I know that it's time for people. And they themselves know that it's their time. So, build it up. Do what you got to do. You, you may be building your office. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Wow. Give it your best. Your church. You may be building a church where your daughter will get married. You may be building a church from where your daughter will find a husband. You may be building a church from where your son will grow up and be saved from Knowing bad people. You may be, You don't know. But it may be your son's church. One day your son may be a pastor. Preacher. And you and you look at him and you say, Oh God. Oh God. No, no, it was some something that you helped to to to, to push. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. You see, as for children, let me say something about children. You just don't know which one will be what. You can't tell by looking at them. Just pray. You just can't tell. This is going to be this, this is going to be that. This is be. It's God who calls them. God touches them. So you'll be surprised that a child who you think is wicked, he will become a priest. <laughs> yeah, see, this one. is one is wicked. This one is kind. The kind that will not become a pastor, the wicked one will be a pastor. Hey, you cannot follow me now, but you follow me later. Jennifer, did you hear that? Cannot follow me now, but you follow me later. Did you hear me? Can't follow me now, but you follow me later. I know. I know. There are many people like that. And. Am I God to say when you are coming at the 11th hour? You see, that verse is in your favor as well. There are those who started working in the morning. Some came in the afternoon. Some just one hour to time. They came and said, We are looking for jobs. Meanwhile, we have worked from the morning, 7 a.m., we took the bus and we came at 6, 7. Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 in the hot afternoon we were there. We didn't take lunch break. We continued. Two, three, four, 4: four said, You came saying you the job." And you worked. 30 minutes. And then when it was time, we all came said, "Yes, it's 100 dollars each per day. $100, I give you. That's what we agreed in the morning when you came. It's $100. So I give $100, 100 100 100 Now, this guy came at 430 I also give him 100 100 Then you look and say, What? Have you give him 100 We came at 7 He has just come for us. He played the whole day. He was playing piano, pulling around. He went to visit his girlfriend. Whatever, 430 he came. And you are giving him the same $100 that you gave him. Jesus said, Listen. When you came, I agreed with you, $100. Have I broken my wallet? No. Shut up. Take your $100. Take your $100. Take your $100. Take your $100. Yeah. I knew you would clap for this one. Because I told you that this part of the message is in your favor. (laughs) And that is why those of us who have also been doing certain things for you, we shouldn't also joke because at the last minute some people are going to come at a certain point. Look, even in the ministry now, some of the people who are working at the highest level, they just came. They just came. Yeah, they just came. Others have been there for 10. Pastor Co celebrated 10 years of working full time with this general. He had a, a party. He said, it's the greatest event of his life that he came to work in the ministry. 10 years, January 13th. He made a celebration, made a cake. We cut the cake. <laughs> yeah, he said, it's a, it's a, it's, it's the day he came into the office, said, Bishop, I want to work for God. All that I want to do is I want to work for, for the Lord. He made a cake and we celebrated downstairs. Yeah. He said, and he gave a speech. We were all, I mean, we were all quiet or emotional. Yeah. It's a major thing. But some people have just come to. And they also just, their importance, right, based on their gifts and abilities. Sometimes they have been dead and the last thing, that they are also coming in. Oh for God, there is. You can, you, God, there is no pro- computer program or formula which you can, you can put God in. That's how it is. <laughs> And, and and neither can I create a jacket and say this is how God operates. Then I have become cleverer than God. God is not like that. You may follow millions for years, maybe become a millionaire, and then one day, after you've got your millions, you come and join us, and then we we'll all be there. When we get to heaven, we stand there. All those getting prize A, then I'll come stand here. You and all that I'll be looking at you and say, Hey <laughs> it is God. <laughs> that is God. I'm not saying that's how it will be. it can be like that easily. Very easily, especially based on some of these verses. He didn't want Jesus Peter to come and die on the cross at that point. If Peter had come to die on the cross, it was it would be pointless. He, didn't, he was going to die. Okay? That's what has to happen. Thereafter, Peter has to preach. He has to die now. Amen. He has to preach. He has to do a church and some other things. This is what is necessary. Not dying. Okay? Not dying. If he does not come and die now, you know, it's to confuse things because the person who is serving his blood is Christ. Now, your blood is also come to mix and it, are Now, who is the Savior? <laughs> It's true. Well, I'm not sure who, who is the Savior. I said, okay, now that you have died, who's going to preach? Now we need somebody to preach and you are dead. So where I'm going, you cannot follow me now, but you can follow me. You will, you will follow me later, later. Amen. So this other side is also true. what I'm saying is true both sides are true God wants you now give up everything now, die now if you say, my father I have to go visit you, you are out that one too is true Bring you've been five minutes delayed you are out but this one also is true, both are true so by faith, which one will be yours? you have to walk by it I can't tell which one is yours you do what do you think? Are you happy that there's at least one scripture in the whole Bible that is in your favor? (laughs) Powerful. All right. Stand to your feet, everybody. said, I have set an example for you to follow. Amen. Amen. I believe that God wants us to follow a good example. Amen. Amen. Lift your hands. And I want us to pray. I want us to spend a bit of time praying, Lord, help me in my life you are going to pray in tongues. If you can pray in tongues, I want you to pray in tongues. These days I really believe in praying in tongues. Pray in tongues. And God grace to come to you. That his will should be done in your life. In the name of Jesus. Pray. Pray. Kabbalah Namashu. Saint Dele Saint Dalamadash. Nobody should go anywhere. We are, we are all here and we are praying, praying, praying in the spirit.